0: ISO Friendships is a podcast that explores what social connection means for youth leaders living with disabilities during the COVID-19 pandemic. Through personal stories, interviews, and candid conversations, youth leaders share their insight on friendship in times of social isolation. I'm Dolly Menadak clinical bioethicist and youth engagement strategy lead at Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital. I invite you to enjoy ISO Friendships, a podcast project brought to you by the youth leaders at Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital. Maria lives in Markham, Ontario and captured her recording in her bedroom. Discussing the politics of living with a disability during the COVID-19 pandemic, Maria offers sound advice on battling loneliness, maintaining connections, and practicing self-care.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Maria. I'm 19 years old, I live in Markham, Ontario, and I'm a third year business student in college. This is my last year of school and I'm so excited. However, I don't know if I'm going to spend my last year of school at school or on Zoom. (laughs) Something I've been thinking about a lot lately, being at home. Speaking of being at home, today's topic is going to be centered around loneliness and what being lonely has looked like for me during quarantine and COVID-19, being stuck at home, and just this new life that I'm being introduced to. So I hope you enjoy. Let me set this scenario for you. So I'm at home working full-time with Capital One on the diversity and inclusion team and I love my job. I get to work at home and do all these things I'm passionate about like working on diversity and inclusion, helping create this company in HR that values diversity, and I get to put in my own lived experience, you know, as a first generation immigrant child with a physical disability. That's a mouthful. (laughs) I'm also taking summer courses to catch up on some of my schoolwork because I'm a little behind. And aside from that, I don't really have much to complain about, you know. I mean, like, I do miss my friends. I do miss all the summer plans we had going. I miss going to concerts and music festivals and shopping and seeing movies and getting my nails done and just doing all the things I love doing in the summer. So I, I can't complain about, like, problems, I guess, because a lot of my problems are surrounding my happiness, which were those things and activities that I just listed. However, not doing those things isn't, it's not the end of the world. You know, the mall will reopen one day. The cinema will reopen. My nails are not going to fall off my fingers. I'll still get to do all these things that I really like and really enjoy soon. However, patience is not easy. You know, it's it's easy for me to say right now, yeah, I can go to the mall later. I can get my nails done later. I can see my girlfriends later. It's easy to say, but I do have to say it takes a little bit of a mental toll on me when I open up my Instagram Or my Snapchat, and I see, you know, my high school alumni who are able bodied, or people from my college who are able bodied, all kind of going out and pretending like, you know, Corona doesn't exist and that we're not all trying to quarantine right now. When I see these like pictures and videos of everyone pretending nothing is going on, it makes me feel like that one kid in the group project who does all the work but puts everyone's name down on the paper just for peace sake, you know? I kind of feel like I'm putting in all this weight to, like, you know, behave and stay home because I want to be able to go out eventually. I want to be able to get back to my life and my youth. But if we don't put a team effort into this, it's not going to work. And it can get frustrating sometimes. And I mean, obviously, this is coming from a place of privilege. I get to stay home and work from home, I get to stay home and study from home. I get to stay home and play my Nintendo Switch all day. Like, I don't have obligations, right? I'm not talking about people who are leaving their house to pay their bills. Like, that's different. I'm talking about people who are having picnics in Central Park, acting like nothing's happening. I'm talking about people who are going to the beach and pretending that quarantine is over. If you catch the virus, you're going to cry about it, but you didn't follow the rules. So, I don't know what you want me to do there. That's on you. <laughs> As a person with a physical disability, I'm constantly advocating for things not to be able. It's for people to understand and see where I'm coming from. And now that corona is here and everyone is sort of like essentially on temporary disability, it's it's crazy to see how much people can't withstand staying home, can't withstand wearing a mask, can't swallow the fact that not every healthcare professional cares about you. These are things that I've dealt with since the day I was born and up until now. So it's like, that's hard. And then also just like, sometimes I think about like, okay, when the world opens up to everybody again, like, when is it going to open up to me? You know, I'm thankful to say that I'm not immunocompromised, but it's still risky for me to go out when the world opens up, because I don't know what that's going to look like. You know, what are my services going to look like that support me? What, like, what's my school going to look like? What if my school opens up because the world is ready, but I'm not ready? Am I going to lose my opportunity to be educated? Am I going to lose job opportunities? Am I not going to graduate this year like I said I would? I'm really stressed about how when the world opens up, is disability going to be forgotten? Not everyone is, you know, in a privileged position like I am some people are immunocompromised some people might have to get the alleged shot when it comes out you know there's so many like aspects and attributes of disability that i feel like people are gonna just forget when the world opens up and they're just gonna look at the minority of people with disabilities that don't have it as severe and take them as the model image and be like well why can't you be like them no two snowflakes are alike right you can't put all of us in one basket and say "Well." if maria can do it why can't you well i'm different than somebody else right so that's something i'm really stressed about is like when the world and the gates open up and we're no longer in jail like when is my bail you know when am i gonna get out Now that there's no snow on the ground, and I can actually go outside in my chair, I've been spending a lot of time with my mom and my younger sister taking walks, like just around the block. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's really refreshing to like feel some wind on my face after being locked in my house from March. I only started going outside I think in the middle of May. So it was like a month and a half or so of just being home. So I remember the first time going outside I felt so liberating, I was like, I'm free. <laughs> I'm doing something illegal, you know, I'm allowed to take walks and it's just nice. I can connect with my mom and like, I feel like I I can, I get to know her better even though like we're super close, but I have more time to connect with her. I always
0: try to
1: I've been on a lot of long Facetime calls with my friends or Zoom calls, and we just sit there and talk for hours and hours and hours, as if we haven't talked for years, because that's what it feels like, you know. We'll have Netflix parties. I've started watching this show called Shit's Creek. It's so funny. I am just getting into it, and I already love it so much. <laughs> um, I've even picked up some new hobbies, like. I used to love gaming when I was a kid, and then I stopped in high school because it wasn't cool anymore. That I have free time, I've like I bought a Nintendo Switch, I've been playing games with my friends, and it's just giving me like a little like throwback, like a bit of sense of positivity. That now that I have some free time here and there when I'm not working or studying, I can do the things that I like doing in my hobbies and stuff like that. I've also made an absurd amount of cupcakes, too many cupcakes in my house, but I'm not complaining. I deal with anxiety sometimes, like throughout the school year, and like. Just throughout my busy life, but being at home has really helped me like calm down and <laughs> just kind of ground myself. I've had time to connect with my religion and, you know, take that time to find some inner peace in myself. I've had time to even just look after my body, you know, when you're so busy day to day, you like forget to eat, you forget to take your vitamins, you forget to like have your seminades or things of fruits and vegetables or whatever it is. But I've actually taken time to like physically and mentally take care of myself so much more mentally I'm like I am stressed with like external stuff but like the stress isn't as heightened and I feel more like oh yeah I'm stressed but it's okay because like I, I know how to combat this and I know how to work through this to ensure that my stress levels don't get too high but in the school year if I was stressed oh my god the world was ending and I couldn't even calm myself down so I think having like the luxury of free time at home has really helped my mental health a lot And i feel like a lot more secure and happy with my choices and my decisions and you know i just feel more better about myself in general and the path i want to take on my life like i said before i think i'm in a really privileged position where i have such great friends that you know understand that you know i can't really get out of the house right now i can't really do much right now And if we do meet up, it's got to be at a six feet distance and blah, 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 blah. So I'm really lucky that I have this supportive system, whether it's at home, whether it's in my friend group where they all like they get it and they're not peeing on me like, oh, just come outside or just do this or just do that. It's okay. They're super understanding. And I've always grown up with like one of the best friend groups that really understand my disability and really try to be there for me instead of, you know, making it about them and just making it about them trying to To process it. I don't even know what that means, (laughs) but I've heard it before. And, you know, I know not everyone is in that lucky position of like having great friend groups or having people who really understand you and really get you. But I guess like my advice to you is that, you know, you are super deserving of a great friend group. You're really deserving of people who love, care, and appreciate you, whether it's with your disability or not. And aside from your disability, you still are a person, you still are a human being, you know? And like as much as it feels like, oh, like I'm so alone right now, like I have nobody. You're really not alone because the entire world, or most of the world, feels the same way as you do. And there is always someone out there. You know, go through your contact list, go through your Instagram DMs. Like, there's always someone that was more than happy to connect with you and speak with you and just be there for you, you know, reconnect with that old friend you have from primary school that you maybe stopped stop talking to because you guys just like got busy or reconnect with a family member you haven't spoken to in a while. Like there's always someone out there that is, you know, willing to talk to you and be there for you because you know, everyone kind of needs each other right now. And I feel like the more you alienate yourself and try to not normalize your, your struggle right now will make things more hard. So just, normalize and accept your pain and your struggle and just remember that there's like always somebody there to listen and always somebody there to be there for you I didn't always have like everything that I do now I didn't have this voice like 3 years ago I couldn't even look myself in the mirror willingly I would hate it I couldn't speak in public I was the most shy like quiet person ever like taking care of yourself and acknowledging like your pain and struggle is okay normalize your feelings and normalize your thoughts that you're going through right now because everyone is kind of going through something whether they want to show it or not we all like to act so tough and so strong like yeah i'm fine i'm fine but like are you really fine (laughs) check in with yourself and use this valuable time that you have to take care of yourself and be there for yourself and try to work on things that you didn't have time to before that you always would say oh I don't have time I don't have time you have time now take advantage of it do what you need to do to repair yourself and take care of yourself and be there for yourself and check in with others too you know you never know what else someone else is going through and you you could maybe be their biggest support and you would have no idea simple things like asking how's your day going what are you up to or what are you reading what are you watching like these things make a big difference for people and you really never know who you're gonna help or just be there for, not even help, but just be there for as a friend, as a support. So don't doubt yourself too much and just like take your voice as something super valuable because I'm sure so many people wish they could have the voice that you did. Oh, if I ran this country, it would look so different.
0: the Virtual Engagement Project has helped to address the impact of current COVID-19 homebound isolation on youth with disabilities. While moving social interactions into a virtual realm is helping keep people connected during the current pandemic, our team believes that harnessing the current trend towards virtual human connection can lead to expanded options for sustained connectivity for young people with disabilities. Kids Rehabilitation Hospital creates a world of possibility by supporting children and youth living with disability, medical complexity, illness and injury. Holland Blurview is a top 40 Canadian research hospital that is fully affiliated with the University of Toronto and serves over 8,300 families annually. Providing both inpatient and outpatient services, Holland Blurview is renowned for its expertise in partnering with clients and families to provide exceptional care. Iso Friendships was produced by Mary Anderson. Technical production by Nick Dewelska.